Welcome to Teen Talk, Navigating Teen Challenging Behaviour. I am Pei Yi, I'm a Parenting and Teen Challenging Behaviour Specialist at Rainbow Parenting Practice. Over the last 30 years, I've worked with children, teenagers and then families with various complex needs across different settings. But it is my personal story being a troubled teenager that led me to the creation of my innovative parenting method thriving together parenting method. It can help you and your team to have a more loving, respect-driven relationship and the happiness and harmony in your family home in 90 days, no matter what challenging behavior it is, how challenging it has been, and for however long your family has been in a difficult place. Many families came to me when they were in crisis or at breaking point. My TTP method is the secret to their transformative family lives. It can be yours too. I am thrilled for you to be here. And that possibly means you are a successful but stressed out parent who is managing a very demanding job but struggling to know what to do and how to help your troubled teen who is stuck in patterns of challenging behavior. You're fed up with trying everything, but nothing works. You're looking for solutions yesterday and are determined to do whatever it takes to help your teen and family thrive. At Teen Talk, Navigating Teen Challenging Behavior, I will share all the insights I've learned from working with families and their teenagers over the years. I will not hold back. Let's dive in. Hi, welcome to Teen Talk. This is Pei Yi. I'm the host for the show. And sadly, we don't have Belle today, my teenager co-host, because she's not feeling too well. But we are going to soldier on with our topic for today. And before I actually get on the show, I was thinking, hmm, maybe I should invite my husband to be the co-host for today just to step in so then there then it becomes more conversational rather than me talking about a certain topic for 20 minutes but then I thought to myself I am sure I can talk for 20 minutes in this show and at the same time I was also thinking about do I continue to carry the tradition between me and Belle to shuffle the cards and just decide uh, what topic we will be talking. I will be talking about today. And my third thought is maybe I can take the opportunity to actually speak about topics that people or professionals don't talk about very often, yet very important subjects. Guess which option I'm going for. Jang, 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 jang. Actually, it's the third option. I'm going to speak about teen aggression today. Teen, and that includes physical and verbal aggression. And what I mean by verbal aggression includes like shouting, swearing, calling your name under the sun, and yeah, or verbally threatening, like, I'm gonna kill you. Or I'm going to hurt you if you do this. And to physical aggression, that will include throwing things, you know, hitting out, slamming doors or punching walls and breaking furniture, breaking their televisions or physically intimidating and hurting someone, actually. And in the past 10 years, I have worked with so many teenagers, so many families who actually experience this difficulties 
right? The teenager has been really violent, both verbally and physically, like on a daily basis. However, there is really not enough support out there. And this is also not a topic being talked about or being thought about very often by the professionals and thinking about how much resources, what kind of resources can we put out there to support teenagers? I mean, let's be honest. This is a difficult time period of time. Your teenagers are growing up. Their hormones and bio biologically is changing. And while there's some reasons that is driving their, you know, aggression might be biological, but there are also some other things we need to look at. And I can also understand like why parents don't talk about this very often because it's embarrassing for them. And then also the, the society carries a lot of judgment and people could be very judgmental thinking, hmm, oh, well, how can you not manage your teenager? And how are you allowing them to be hitting you or throwing furniture or threatening you or speaking to you like that right and it's on it, the judgment is really cruel so I can understand why parents don't want to speak about these things or talk about these things with others and when you don't talk about these things it's even more harder or like even more difficult to know where and how to find support and you like I say earlier, like the teenagers I work with, carry hammers or butter knife or knife threatening. And of course, the parents, I think they're eventually their call is to really call the police. Like, come and help us. Come and help us. It's not feeling safe. And if you have younger children at home, it's even more difficult to manage because you have to think about everybody's safety, safety and your safety, including your teenager who is aggression, safety, if they're punching walls, if they're hurting themselves and all these things. So there's a lot to contend with. So I suppose my first point is we do probably need to be, not we do probably, like I think we do need to be kinder to ourselves and to other parents who are experiencing the, the difficulties at home because it's really really not easy and it's really really scary can you imagine you're walking on eggshells every single day not knowing when your teenager is going to kick off or having a aggressive episode and don't think that these parents have not tried they have tried everything strategies you know to to help their teenagers the difficulties are always about is it the right strategies to try? And it's a really complex subject, but this is something I teach parents all, uh, all the time is my is the five proven method and steps, how you can de-escalate, help your teen to, to manage their aggression or big feelings more constructively without hurting anyone in the family home. But we'll come to that a bit later. And I suppose... Maybe this is a good time for you to think about if this is the challenge you are experiencing at home, you know, and who you can reach out for support and who you can speak to for support. Because in the end of the day, the police can only do so much when things are getting escalated. 
right? When things escalate, you phone the police, they come, they settle the situation and they leave. And they probably will tell your teenager, you can't behave this way. You can't treat your parents this way, right? But then after they leave, the next maybe 20 minutes later, your teen gets upset again and then start being aggressive, right? And I think it's really, really important to say because we, the public has been, or the, I mean, the government have been trying to to raise awareness and for the for many, many years now, it's like domestic violence is not okay and it not necessarily means to parents to parents, you know, and we are not allowing another person, another adult to hurt us. So my question is, why are we allowing our teenager children to hurt us? Right, so it's really, really important to think about this and definitely make sure you reach out for support. Right, now let's think about my five, I today want to share with you my five proven steps, method to, to help you think about your teen aggression. And so then hopefully with these strategies, the, the step, it can help you to feel more at ease and relaxed. However, whether if this can be carried out thoroughly comprehensive, comprehensively is another layer of challenge. So if you do struggle with the five steps, do, do reach out and um, I do have an email. And I'm sorry, I don't remember my Team Talks email, but my email address is inquiries at rainbowparentingpractice.com. So now let's think about the five steps. So the first step, right, for any parenting strategies, for any single behavior, you want to make it work. You really need to think about what is driving the behavior. Yeah. So now we are talking about teen your teenager's aggressive behavior. That is the behavior you want to look at. So what is keeping the behavior at home? What is keeping the behavior sustained? What is driving your teenager? Every time he gets upset or something happens, he, he, she, they escalate, right? However, sometimes it could be very, very difficult to, to know what is driving it because you're in it so often and you can lose the objectivity however it can also be very helpful because you're in it all the time you know what triggers your teenager you know how you manage those situations and so let's look at this there is a really helpful tool that i teach the parents to use is called tracking right this will be the first tool the first step if you're not sure what is driving your teenager's behavior you want to be thinking about tracking or I call them sequencing, both good is, either way is fine, right? So what it means is you want to be tracking your teenager's aggressive behavior episode. So you'll be thinking about, so say yesterday something happened, you want to be thinking about the antecedent reasons so before he actually gets upset what happened and it's a bit like you're watching a film 
I have to say, it's really difficult just to talk to yourself and looking at your screen. It's not that easy, right? So if I do pause and hesitate, please do forgive me. I'm practicing this. And it's always easier to have somebody to speak to and they become more conversational. So let's let's carry on. So then I was talking about tracking a sequence. It's like a bit you're watching a film. Do you know how you watch a film? It's like every single movement. Who says who? Who says what? Where is the person? And then, then what is, where is the other person? What are they doing? Where were they positioning themselves in the room? So it's like you're watching the film, right? So every single step, you very can clearly see that. So then you want to be tracking, writing down the sequence, tracking your the 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 episode the aggression episode. So you'd be thinking about um. Let me just give an example. So like yesterday, my teenager came home. I can see like he looks up. He looked a bit upset. So I asked him how he was. He didn't respond. Then he threw his a bag on the floor at the corridor and then slammed the door and walked her and walked into his bedroom. So I got a bit upset and angry thinking I was being really nice trying to ask you how you were and yet you responded that way. So I went to his bedroom door, knock on the door and go, what's wrong with you? I was being really nice here. And the your teenager just ignored you. So you knocked again. And then eventually teenagers came out. It's like swearing and shouting, what the F? And all these things I told you to leave me alone. And then you got really angry as well. Right. So this is, so this is just an example of the, the tracking. So you want to track how, what you say, what he said, and how it, till how he ended as well. You know, because this episode could be ended like my teenager hit out, you know, and pushed me outside of the bedroom. And I got so angry. And then I phoned the police, got my kid just hurt me and tried. Now he's just smashing the, the, the furniture and everything. I don't feel safe. Can police come? The police came, tried to speak to my son. And then my son's like, hmm, whatever, this happens all the time. And then the police left. I was really angry. I was like, you will not do this to, for, to me again. You're grounded forever. Maybe actually you're grounded for a month. And your teenager, my teenager, my son swore at me again, going like F off and uh, left. And I got really angry. It's like, you are grounded forever. Right. So this is the house sequence until the next morning. We're still not speaking to each other. And I can see he's still very angry. And he went to school. Then I went to work. Right. And then this sequence might continue. So you want to be tracking this sequence because this what will happen is this sequence gives you an idea as to what is really driving the behavior. Right. And that comes to our step, my step two. And this is one of the, the two I teach the, the parents who work with me. It's called Thriving Together Parenting a thriving together family behavioral map what we're looking at is what are some of the systemic system drivers that is driving your teenager's behavior and based on the episode the tr the the sequence i just provided you can see that actually part of it i was escalating the situation my tone of voice wasn't helpful so that could be 
one possible driver. The second driver is I was probably not paying attention to the the signs of escalation, the, the signs of his stress, because he entered the door, was already quite stressed, and I persistent, I was persistent in terms of trying to find out how he was, and then he escalated. And the, the third one is we can see that as the conflicts between us. You know, me and my son could be arguing all the time over little things. But from the sequence, my son also seems to be struggling with regulating his feelings, right? So that could be another driver for the contributing reasons and driver for my son to be aggressive. And the other one is like, I am also struggling to self-regulate my feelings. So you see how these drivers could contribute to your teenager's aggression. And it's not just about your teenager. There's some other system drivers that is driving your teen. And you probably want to think about why is my teen, why is, for this example, why is my son coming home so upset and stressed already? Did something happen in school? Yeah, so then that could be a school driver or did something happen with his peers, his friends? Did they fall out? Yeah, so that could be another driver, the peer reason. They maybe they fall out. They don't know how to problem solve. They don't know how to repair the relationship. So your team is still, my son is still carrying a lot of feelings. So that is a, the thing we need to look at is what are the contributing factors that is driving and maintaining my teenager's aggression uh, aggression at home and I've given some example of that and then the other one is quite obvious is me I was very aggressive myself I was shouting swearing I was shouting not swearing I was shouting at my son oh by the way disclaimer I, I hope I have not sworn at all I don't think I have because I don't really swear and whatever I say in this sequence it's just for example okay and you're covering your ears if you don't want to hear it and but that may be a bit too late now because i already stated anyway so carry on so that's what we need to think about so that's step two then what happened is step three is when you know what these contributing factors are then you can develop strategies to help your teenagers however for today's purpose we are going to talk about the escalation strategies because when we talk about the escalation strategies that actually covers a lot of areas and you know the for the contributing reasons we just talk about because when we're talking about the escalation strategy we're not just talking about the strategy you need to use to de-escalate we're also thinking about myself as a parent what strategy do i need to use to self-regulate first yeah then we also need to think about what are the warning signs for my teenagers? What would I notice? What would I know? What would be the first warning signs that I know? And when I see, I will know, oh God, my son, I know he's going to escalate now. So I better pause and not do anything or say anything further to 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 escalate the situation. And I'm not telling you, to, this is not me saying like, don't do anything or try to be you know, shying away from it. No, I'm saying this is when you need to take control to decide. Actually, I can see my son really upset. Let me try to distract him, offer him a hot chocolate or do something different. 
Yeah. So then that's the thing when you say think about what are the warning signs? How would I see? Is it like he start to raise his voice? That could be the first warning sign. Or can I see special expression changes? Then I was like, oh, he's going to get upset. Or does he clench his fist? So then I can see, oh, okay, that could be. So you need to pay attention to the warning signs. And then you probably also need to think about the triggers. What triggers your son, my sons, your teenagers say, oh, by the way, I don't have a son. So that is just an example I was giving to you. And you need to think about what are the triggers? Is it when he doesn't get good grades or when I say no, that triggers him or when he's, when he's between, with his siblings that he, he gets triggers very often. So you want to think about the triggers, right? And this part of the de-escalation strategy, you also want to think about your teenagers, right? Because I already talk about myself as a, as a parent. What do I need to do? How do I self-regulate? Then you also need to think about your teenagers. What strategies can my teenagers use? self-regulate yeah in those moments when i'm so what up what can i do is it to listening to the radio or listen who's listening to the radio these days i think right they're probably listening to the i'm talking about teenagers listening to music or is it listening or is it reading some people read some teenagers like to read or is it go for a walk cuddle your dogs i don't know so think about what strategy? And this is the part you really need to invite your teenagers to, to think about it. So then they can practice, you know, practice, practice, practice. And not only practice when things are getting difficult, you need to practice when things are not difficult. So it's easier when thing to for them to use the strategies when things are difficult. Then we also need to think about other people in the families, what they're doing. We all have the experience like when you're trying to, to to manage the situation somebody comes in and says something it could be your partner it could be a younger sibling and or it could be granny or maybe grandpa and they just want to be helpful but sometimes it could be it could escalate the behavior so over the situation so you'll be thinking about what are about these people what are they going to do you know when things are difficult how would i want them to help me Right. So when we see when we're talking, when I'm talking about the escalation strategies, it's not just about the strategies themselves, because you there are many different strategies. You can use sense of humor. When you see the signs of escalation, you can distract, you can direct. Right. But there's a bigger picture here. And while the third step is to look at the de-escalation strategy, but we're only tackling some of the drivers, not all of the drivers, right? Because we're talking about the pals, the problem solving. How do they repair rupture? How do they work that part? So, but coming back to this, I suppose what I'm going to say is when you're trying to help your team, trying to manage your team's aggression, there is a lot to think about. And de-escalation strategies is just part of the intervention and steps you can do. And even within the de-escalation strategies, you're thinking about yourself, you're thinking about your teenager, you're thinking about other people in the family home, you're thinking about the signs, you're thinking about the, the triggers in order to be able to de-escalate successfully every single time. So once you know how to de-escalate, then you know how to work around other stuff. 
whether it's about your the the problem solving skills that your teen is, is struggling with or is it because me and my son are always arguing then we can work on our relationship right so you see and that's why sometimes that's why most parents i work with struggle to de-escalate or to address the aggression behavior because it's not always just about the escalation strategies there's so many things that are driving your teenager's aggression behavior and this is the part not every parent specialist or coach will be able to to show you how to do it so it's really really important make sure you find someone who knows how to do these things to to support you with the teen aggression and of course this is an area this is my tool that i'm helping the family with and parents who with me will know about how to do the the a thriving together family behavioral map or you can follow me actually on linkedin and i also have a youtube channel in addition to the podcast i'm always teaching parents certain you know why teach in, in in my 90 day program so do follow me i think it's still called the same thing it's team talk, navigating challenging behavior. Right, so that's the first steps. So the fourth step is external, external, I can never say this word. The fourth step is externalization. And the reason I put this as the fourth step because when you're constantly in that situation with your teenager, Right? When they're constantly being aggressive towards you, showing disrespect or hurting other people in the family, hurt, uh, damaging the property, you have to keep spending money on the, the, on the replacement. It's really, really difficult for you to, to manage and maintain a good relationship with your teenager. And it's not because you don't want to. It's because it's hard. Right. When you're trying everything you can as a parent to give your children, teenage children, everything they need and what they how they return the love and favor is to trash the house. Swear at you. And it's hurtful. And sometimes that hurt can turn into anger. And it's not like you don't love your son what or your teenagers, teenage children or daughter is you don't like their behavior. And I sometimes can seek out, what's the, is it leak out of us? You know, sometimes you're so unhappy about somebody, you know, or at work, and you try to like suppress it, but you just can't help it. It will still come out one way or another, right? So this could be having to constantly deal with this, having that feelings about, you know, how your children treat you can be very difficult to, to navigate. And so that's why I think it's really important we think about externalization. And that means is your teenagers, your teenager children are not the problems, right? They're struggling themselves. That's really, really important to, 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 to say this is your teenager is struggling themselves. And that's why they're showing you through their behavior. They don't know how to tell your mom, this is struggling, this is struggling me, and this is uh, killing me, or dad, I really don't know how to navigate this of uh, a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, or I don't really know about my sexuality. If I tell you 
I am this, will you accept me? So there's many, many things to think about. And so your teenager is hurting too. So it's really important to think about your the problem is not lying within your teenager. It's outside. The problem is the problem. The person is not the problem. And it's really difficult to go into detail with this. However, you want to be thinking about, you know, when aggression is around, you can give an aggression a name. So you can like, when aggression, what does the aggression, what is the aggression called? It could be George. I'm sorry, George. But the reason it's George, because I just thought about my turtles. His name is George, but he's the most gentle turtle ever. So you could, when George is around, what happens to you? What happens to, how do people respond to George? How does George um, tell you what to do? How does he decide? How does he influence what you do? Right? So you're trying to take this thing out and it's not within your teenage children. Let's see if you, I remember I already say really clearly previously is, there are many reasons that's driving your teenagers. However, I put the step in because I want the parents to feel like, actually, it's not my teenager is the problem. It's actually that aggression. George is the problem. And how do we as a family learn to manage George better together? So that's the fourth step. The fifth step is the aftermath moments. And this is such an important step, but people don't talk about or parents really struggle to do it because I can understand they probably would be worried about, oh, if I go back to speak to my teenage children again, what's going to happen? Is it going to be another episode of aggression or is it going to hurt somebody or is it, you know, something is going to get damaged again? It's totally understandable, but there's certain condition you want to be having this after moments chat of number one, you don't want to be when you're still upset and you don't want to talk about it when your teenager is still upset or late at night or when you're both tired. You want to be in a place where you feel good. You feel like, oh, I'm relaxed or in a neutral environment. I can speak to my teenager about it. And it's how you speak about your teenager's behavior as well. You know, it's be like, so these moments, after moment chats is really important because when those moments, when the, when the aggression is in action, they don't have any capacity to think or articulate what's going on. Even our self-struggle, right, from the example I've gave it to you. So it's really important to think about those challenges with your teenager at the after math moments. It's like, tell me about the other day, son, what was troubling you so much that you got so upset you need to smash, you feel like you need to smash the chair, right? See the tone and how you ask, you've been curious. So your son might be telling me, oh, I was just like, oh, I feel out with my girlfriend. So they would be thinking about, right, let's think about next time how we can do things differently so you don't use the chair or hurt someone in the family home. Or think about when next time you have a fallout with your girlfriend what are the things you can do and remember teenage teenagers really struggle with problem solve so we as parents really need to help them to problem solve this is a skill set and remember you don't always have to go through everything you can just choose one really important thing to speak to your child your teenage child 
you know what? And when they're also, remember, when they're doing really well, you can tell them, yeah, the other day, I, th I saw you did the, when, you know, when you're getting really upset, you actually used a strategy to, to make yourself feel better that was really good, right? These also include in the after moments chats because you want your teenager to know they're what they're doing really well. And if they're struggling to use the strategy, you want to include that in the conversation as well. You know what? I, I saw you got really upset and I was trying to ask you to do this, you know, the strategies to make you feel better. But I can see you're struggling with that. So what can I do next time to help you? So you can use those strategies. And these after moments are really, really important, as I say, again and again and again, because this is when your teenagers are more likely to listen. Yeah, and to take in whatever you're saying to, to him. So these are the five steps. And so sorry, I can go into much more detail than this. I can, I'm kind of just like, it's been 40 minutes. It's been 40 minutes. Me thinking about me being speaking about this. But these are the five steps. Tracking. Second step is the 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 map is like the teen aggression map what is driving it sustaining it keeping it happening in the family home thinking about system drivers and it's not always about your teenager's behavior or within lying the drivers lying within themselves the third step is how can i forget about the third step <laughs> it's the de-escalation strategies all right, we talk about the escalation strategies and what, what needs to be included. The fourth step is the external, externalization. Oh, gosh, I'm frustrated with myself. Remember, the fifth step is the after chats, after math moments, which are really important. Each step is really, really important. And they sometimes I hold occasional online event to to talk about, uh, to help parents to think about teen, teenage aggression. But I probably will be thinking about doing a course, an online course for the parents. And once it's released, you, you'll be informed because I think you'll be more beneficial for the parents to be able to think about this in a space and a time where they feel safe and secure. And remember, I mentioned earlier, this, there's a stigma and people are worried about judgment. And I don't want parents to feel like when they come to the, the events or the club, uh, the events or speaking to 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 in a group, you know, they feel mm, I don't feel comfortable about this. Not like people have been feeling uncomfortable coming to the event. I just I've been reflecting on this. I actually think you know what? If I have posters on social media, yet nobody has responded to the the message, you know. And my question simply is about, can you tell me who here actually have experience of your teenager's aggression at home? And this is a very lively, active group. However, for the whole day, or actually till this day, it has been a month or two months, there was not one comment whatsoever. And I made me think about, actually, this is really telling because parents are struggling to to talk about these things and there's no need for more pressure on the parents to go like oh I have to get help and then I have to be in the group I have to attend this online event and then talk about all these things so hence I'm thinking and I'm changing my thinking is right, how can I make it easier for parents to 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 get access for support without having the pressure of thinking 
oh my god i have to go online i have to talk about these things of course unless you're working with them one-to-one there wouldn't be an issue but i'm just thinking about more parents you know in globally there's a lot of parents who are struggling with their teenagers aggression and i hope today's steps and episode the, the episodes that today what i speak about will be very it is helpful and please do follow me on teen talk and please do subscribe so more parents can find the show organically but also want to encourage you to follow me on youtube as well you with exactly the same title as i say earlier you will be able to find more resources and some general ideas how you can navigate this part of the journey because parenting a teen is really challenging and i know how hard more difficult it is to parent a teenager who is presenting challenging behavior who is struggling with stuff but don't know how to tell you but their behavior that is really really hard so do reach out for support and in that may not be me it could be someone else but just make sure you have a village around you to support you thank you for listening today at home or on the go for listening if you find this show helpful please hit that follow or subscribe button it does wonders for the show so more people can find team talk navigating team challenging behavior organically if you have any questions about anything we talk about please drop me a line at from you. I am Pei Yi and I will see you on the next episode.